Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of The Memory Machine. My name Yay. is Nate Walker and I'm your host. We're going to talk about cool, geeky stuff. Um, I'm ready to go. I've got my whiskey sour ready to go. <laughs> um, who do I have with me over here? I have over here in the corner that you can't see. Over here in the uh, another part of the whiskey sour club here on this right. beautiful... Horrible, actually. Uh, dismal, snowy uh, Wednesday uh, evening in Buffalo, New York. Uh, I'm Seth, and I'm glad to be with you all, recording for the first time with uh, Sir Andy and Sir Carl over here, talking oh. about uh, a topic that's near and dear to all our hearts. Yeah, but we'll get to that in a second. Speaking Who else of, do I have over here? This guy. I'm Andy Parks. Yeah! All right! Yay! Now you know his voice. Also yeah. having whiskey sour. And, and uh, directly across from me is a special guest for oh, this episode. Special because special? yeah, he's got a, he's got his own podcast. When we're special right. you, cross video promotion, boy. a special yeah. guest. That's right. Introduce yourself, please. I am Carl Duty. You may hopefully know me from my show, The Devil's Do. Yeah. That's right. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Give us Devil's Do. It is. Uh, we do a weekly breakdown of the Netflix Marvel shows. Uh, we mm. kind of try to stay focused on daredevil when we can obviously being only two seasons of daredevil we spread Mm -hmm. our wings uh we also do general geek culture discussion everything from you know name it's video games comic books movies uh my co-host drew is a huge pro wrestling fan he gets a little bit in there once in a while yes he does (laughs) but mostly mostly the really good stuff njpw Uh lucha underground yeah man um he has a burning hatred for wwe yet Mm. he still watches it which (laughs) but uh but yeah so it's great to be here returning to its vomit oh (laughs) it's not that bad about it um but yeah it's great to be here i yeah, uh, I should also add they not just do they they don't just do the Netflix Marvel shows, but they also did like a special episode on the trial of the Incredible Hulk, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Know, things like that. <laughs> when we're when we're in between uh, the Marvel Netflix shows, which it doesn't look like we're going to be for a while because we're mm. in the middle of Punisher right now, and then Jessica oh. Jones season two comes out March eighth, so yes. we won't have a the Netflix series so much break. Yeah. yeah, but when we do have break, we do some fun one-off shows and whatnot. We did Trial the Incredible Hulk. Uh, we did an episode about around Halloween about horror, past, present, and future that That's you, right. sir, yeah. were a guest on. I was on that, and we got a lot of great feedback about that show. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we have a good time, and it's great to be here. In the memory machine. Yeah. <laughs> All here with my old stereos and tube televisions and old video games. Yes. We are anyway, it is a physical stuff. place, the memory machine. It is, sure. Yeah. <laughs> many, many That's, things uh, that are as old as I am. And some older. <laughs> if you could believe it. Many older. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we start every show, as regular listeners would know, visitors from The Devil's Do. Hi. Hi. Hello. Um, but uh, we start every show with a little bit of the week in geek, as it were. The mm-hmm. historical and week in geek. The historical week in geek. Mm-hmm. As opposed so, to our show where we do the current week Oh, in yes, geek. no. Mm. Please. The present. <laughs> the present is Modern. so passe. <laughs> um, but uh, so what happened this week was the pre-orders. Well, this is really more of a month in geek, but it's fine. Uh, the nice. pre-orders for You're pushing it, uh, the Bally Astrocade, or as it was known at the time, the Bally Professional Arcade, mm. was sent out to pre-order customers. The Bally Professional Arcade is often referred to as sort of, uh, for someone I follow on Twitter, uh, a gaming historian that I follow on Twitter, 
uh, the first sort of Cadillac of gaming consoles. Mm. It was had a bit more juice than the Atari 2600. It was before the Intellivision. Uh, beat it by almost a whole year. Was it early 80s? 78. 78. 1978. Oh, wow. What, um, what a year. Yeah. We'll be touching on the, that year later. It was the first interchangeable cartridge console to have four controller ports. Ooh, well then. Just two. Um, it had a very good port of Wizard of War. Uh, what a great called, game. <laughs> called uh, Incredible Wizard. How uh, many, you know, many four-player games did it actually support? Uh, I know there was sort of like a Tron Light Cycles-ish game. Like, was that just an, uh, an arcade port, or...? No, no, it was before the arcade port. It was Snafu, okay. you know, the, the, okay. the, the, uh, you know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the same um, as Snake. Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, same with Snake. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there were sports games that used the four-player option mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, the controller's really weird. It's sort of shaped like a trigger. So you have a trigger, and mm-hmm. but there's a little knob on top which you can turn for <laughs> paddle games, and you can move in, in eight directions <laughs> for... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's, it's an audio medium, folks, but if you can see the motions that Nate is making with his hands, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just imagine them. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's it's a really cool console. It uh, doesn't offer as many colors as the Atari can, mm. but it, uh, better graphic definition. It also had a basic cartridge for basic oh. programming that you could plug in, and then you could plug in a tape cassette recorder into the cartridge to record your own programs. And apparently Wonderful. a lot of people made programs on that basic cartridge and sold it themselves independently. Good for them. So Maybe it's these very... are people who grew up and went on to be star video game Could developers be. in the 90s and 2000s as yeah. well. You never know. It was Bedroom Coders. There's a great uh, documentary mm. I saw about a year ago called From Bedrooms to Billions, mm. which is about kids specifically more in the UK who made video games, you know, Commodore 64s and ZX Spectrums in their, uh, their living rooms. Anyway... Mm. So, with that having been very said, interesting. Valley there you go. Kid. No one, nobody, mm-hmm. you guys, any memories about the uh, Valley Astrocade? <laughs> no, this <laughs> is, no, no, that was a little <laughs> bit before <laughs> my time. Yeah, the, that was, that was before my time too. But I knew about it. Come right. on, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, well, that's why you're the host, and we're uh, just merely yeah, your okay. guests. Yeah. I, I'm 40, so yeah. I mean, technically, it was my time, but not my time where I was cognitive enough to, yeah, you know, remember. Yeah. I actually, this is the first I've ever heard of that one. Yeah, it's very. Yeah. Uh, I had a uh, we had a f- uh, friend who lived very close to us, in uh, when I lived in Fairport, who had uh, who had a Bally Astrocade. It was fun to oh. dig out and mess around with it. Cool. It had a keypad on the console. Oh, very strange. I see. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't back when you had the consoles on your laps days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah something like that. <laughs> but anyway, so today's topic, I thought it would be fun to since you know it's February, Black Panther's coming out. Indeed. It's the first. Of this slew of superhero movies for the year. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be year, an interesting yeah. time to bring up the history of superhero movies on film. Now, you think it would be a better time to bring up the history of black people and African Americans in superhero stuff, but I'm sure there are many people who know way more about that than I do mm. who could do that. Yeah. So please email me at memorymachinepod at, at yahoo.com and I will plug that because yes. you should also definitely listen to that because it's very important for that reason also yes. indeed um but yeah i want to talk about uh these the history of superhero movies before 08 2008 yes. yeah. because that was a really big sea change indeed yes uh, for superhero movies mm-hmm. i mean it's gotten to the uh, the movies that we're talking about at the time we're talking about dark knight 
Yes. Dark Knight and Iron Man. Man. Yeah, those are the two big ones. Yeah, Yeah. that was kind of the... When you, if you're talking about comics, you would kind of refer to 1985 to 1987, where you got like Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2008 was that for comic book films because Iron Man and Dark Knight changed everything. Yeah, yeah. Iron Man showed that you could do a comic book movie like you do comic books. You can yes. do a whole universe, and that Iron Man was the beginning of that. And Iron Man was sort of saying okay when you have the people who are involved in the comic books doing the comic book movie mm. surprise <laughs> it comes out pretty good yeah and then dark knight changed perception of comic book films and that you could make a and i this is for lack of a much better term you could make a legitimately good film Mm -hmm. that happens to also be a comic book film a a film that transcends its genre to just become a well-regarded you know yeah yeah oscar worthy you know it's unofficially the dark knight is the reason we have up to 10 best picture nominees to yeah today because there's so much of an outcry about that getting snubbed back when they only had five Mm -hmm. so yes it was an absolutely pivotal year and of course the movie that influenced anything beyond those two is speed racer but it's it's, 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 that's not a superhero so we'll save that for another time (laughs) i i I think you noticed too at at uh at 08 i i feel like leading up to that there was uh more of a stigma or a shame about superhero movies Mm -hmm. not maybe at a to a huge extent but it was there Mm. and i feel like when 2008 rolled around that dissipated all right. of a sudden, it wasn't a great shame for studios to put out a lot of these things, mm-hmm. or for actors to be in them. Right? Yeah. yeah, you know. I, I mean, mean it, it, it it started to wane perhaps in the '90s, throughout the '90s and the 2000s. Yeah, I but mean, I really feel like it had gone by. Even when you get into the, you know, we'll get this into this more in depth later, but you get into the 2000s, and there is a superhero movie boom, but there, there is still a sense, you know, like the the. The muted colors and, uh, you know, with, the, like, uh, the X-Men, the fact that they all yeah, have the black leather. Like, right. we don't want it to look too exact, comic booky. Exactly we want it to I'm be, thinking. you know, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, so there is still that, yeah, but whereas, you know, the... You know, with MCU starts in 08, and a few years later, in Avengers, have we have colorful. Captain America yeah. fighting yeah. Loki in the streets of Berlin, and it's just right. full on. Everyone yeah. loves it. Yeah. There's no shame. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, especially when you think about, like, prior to 2008, comic book films are just kind of, okay, what toys can we sell out of this? Yes. What merchandising exactly right. can we get out of this? Hey, and boy, did I. there's still an yes. aspect mm. of that today, but it, in a lot of cases, it seems almost secondary. Mm. That it's uh, yeah less of an less of um, individual financial ventures and more of telling a a purposeful story over a, over an extended period of time yeah. yeah absolutely but I thought we could take that road and seeing where it goes <laughs> before that how, purposeful how it storytelling winds, and integrity came how about it turns we go way back how it punches I, I, us in our souls and yes. rips out <laughs> our hearts yes I'm going to take us way back to a magical time uh, known as the 1930s. Yep. It was magical. That's what it's there called. Was, there was a depression. It was, it was yeah, a yeah. magical depression. The great yes. magical depression. Um, Those bread lines. But you, you know, when you talk about superheroes, a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of obviously literary influences you can pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and, and pull from there. I mean, obviously, it's a book. It's a comic book. Uh, 
but there's also there's also a lot of movie influences that you've taken from the time. Uh, I'm thinking particularly Fantomas, which was a French serial from 1950s, yeah. uh, from 1915, and uh, Universal did an American version in 1920. Unfortunately, that's lost. But it ah. features a caped, masked hero wearing a fedora. <laughs> and he, you know, takes on, tries to solve a mystery. Mm. And, you know, you, you could see a little genesis there. Mm. I think more obviously, you look at the stars of the time. Uh, yeah. You know, Harold Lloyd, obviously being a big influence on the design of Clark Kent. The absolutely. Actor, the, the comedian yep. Harold Lloyd. Yes, absolutely. Um, the glasses, the... Uh, yeah. He... Uh, the, the adult, the Captain Marvel, or Shazam. Those <laughs> <laughs> uh, days are over, Nate. No, no, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to kowtow to that. It just feels wrong. Uh, it feels so wrong. I grew up reading those comics. Anyways, uh, but his design was based off of Fred McMurray, uh, who... I guess he was, what was he in? He was in Lady Eve, which came out in the 40s. Uh, most people probably know him today for more live-action Disney stuff he did in the 60s. Uh, the Absent-Minded Professor, he yeah. was the lead in that, and The Happiest Millionaire, including a couple other Disney comedies and mm. musicals. And if you, if you read anything that Alex Ross has done with Captain Marvel slash Shazam... He, from here on out, Captain Marvel. He draws him like Fred McMurray. Yes. He looks yeah. like Fred McMurray. Yeah. He's fantastic. Alex Ross knows where to pull from, man. Yes, he does. I think I think Captain Marvel by Alex Ross looks like Patrick Warburton. <laughs> <laughs> he does have that jaw. He does have that jaw. Yeah. Um, but more notably, too, you look at, there's a movie called The Bat. Mm, yeah. Um, yep. Which came out in 1926, directed by Roland West, who directed both the silent version, and the sound remake in 1930, which yeah. is one of the very first widescreen movies. Yeah. Um, which I got to see in widescreen uh, mm-hmm. at the Dryden Theater in Rochester. Um, anyway, uh, there's a bat signal in that. You can see it. I'm sure you could probably look it up on YouTube right now. Mm. You can see very clearly, and of course, in this movie, the bat is a villain, but yeah. he precedes his deeds mm. with an ominous yeah. bat signal. And you see it's a that, warning to yeah, the people he's right. about to strike. Not And if you see that uh, as a modern, you know, as a modern audience, you just say, wait, where's Batman's in this movie? When's he coming in? <laughs> it just looks like that. Well, yeah. it's also one of the films that uh, Bob Kane cited as giving him an idea for Batman. Sure. I, I believe it. I stopped pretty much at saying idea because that's yeah, right. about the extent of what <laughs> and then Bob Kane Fingler, did and then in the creation of Batman. did everything else forever. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And also, then, the shadow was was that was that a confirmed inspiration for the Batman, or is that just yes, speculative? I'm sure yeah. it was. Uh, right and then, and then there was uh, conversely taken. I had an idea, so we had an idea taken from a villain to make a hero. There mm-hmm. was an idea from a hero to make a villain. That's true. Oh, and yeah. the character Gwynplaine from the Man Who Laughs, yeah, starring Conrad Veidt. Yeah, that's right. And uh, he has the permanent, uh, that ghastly permanent smile, and that of course was used for the Joker. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. that's some neat tidbits. <laughs> but so the first, what was going to be the first movie superhero movie, was going to come out. Well, movie movie serial. So this was theatrical. Mm-hmm. Was going to come out in 1940. Now, for those of you who don't know, movie serial is sort of like a tiny TV series, but you would go to see it in theaters on a weekly basis. And each, and the end of each chapter, the end of each two reel or twenty minute chapter, there would be a cliffhanger, you know, to mm-hmm. say, "Come in next week to see the exciting, you know, the exciting next chapter of blank." It was of, a prelude uh, to the actual feature. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, the the Daredevils of the Red Circle or mm. Flash Gordon or something like that. Yeah. 
Uh, but anyway, so the first one of those was going to be a Superman one in yeah. 1940, mm. done by Republic Pictures. They couldn't get the rights, so it was instead turned into the mysterious Doctor Satan, <laughs> and the because uh, that's a logical <laughs> jump, <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. right? And the hero, instead of it being Superman, was turned into a guy called the Copperhead, and he wore a mask made out of chainmail. And it looks very goofy, and he fights robots. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun. It's God a bless him. So what ended up being the first, I guess what you would say is probably, uh, you know, I don't, have, I don't have the exact dates in front of me right now, mm. but in talking live action, it is The Adventures of Captain Marvel. That All was right. the very first. It was a movie serial, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I recommend it. It doesn't take a lot from the comic book other than his origin. Like, it takes the character of Captain Marvel, but it puts him... uh, You know, he doesn't fight anybody from the comic. He's not fighting Dr. Savannah or Mr. Mind or anything like that. Mm. But he fights a bad guy called the Scorpion, and it's just a Mm. stock movie serial villain. Which is which is the case with a lot of these. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They They, all fight stock villains mm -hmm. who have nothing to do with the comics. Mm -hmm. Um... But uh, but that came out. Of, that's actually a lot of fun. I really recommend that if you're going to watch any of these, any of these sort of very prehistory superhero movies, mm. Captain Marvel's a blast and a half. There's mm. lots of great action scenes, especially for the time. Lots of great stunts. The special effects work is not terrible. Mm. Um, the thing too is that a studio called Republic made it, and Republic was the best at what they did in making B westerns and movie serials. Mm. And uh, one of the guys who made these serials, I can't remember if it was a Whitney or English, but uh, he showed one of his movie serials he was making called The Undersea Kingdom to his boss, the head of Republic. And there was a, a cliffhanger where a guy was in a box and it was going to be put into an oven and he was going to be burned alive. And so the boss says, okay, cool, what happens next? Show me what happens next. And he showed show the beginning of the next chapter and there's a scene of him getting out of the box before it goes in that they just chose to omit showing to you and the boss at republic got furious and gave him a huge lecture about cheating children and how <laughs> rotten that was to cheat kids because they know that they're way savvier than you think and if you think you could pull that on them you're wrong they will boo that and they will look at the republic name and say no to everything we do so make it right and because of that, Republic serials are very good. They also, unlike other things for the time, have choreographed fight sequences. Mm. If you watch the uh, Flash Gordon movie serial done by Universal, all those fight sequences are improvised and they look it. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. They're all just sort of... Two guys like just looking at each other with fist raise, one waiting for the other to not, throw not a punch. Even, not even that good. Like, like sort of bad wrestling. So we're talking about like Captain Kirk versus the Gorn? Are we talking about that? Even worse than that. Like they grapple and then they fall to the ground and just sort of roll around together for a little bit. And it looks really bad. Yeah. It just doesn't look good. But what Republic da- did was that they did fully choreographed fight scenes and they are buffo. They are dynamite. Uh, they're a lot of fun, and they you know they have a cadence, and they build to a big climax, and lots of things blow up, and it's great. Um, Wonderful. So anyway, that was the so, first one. Yeah. There's also, you guys would know more about this, so we could include <laughs> more conversation, <laughs> yes. but there was also the Fleischer Superman cartoons that came out the same year, 1941. And I know you guys have seen those. Uh-huh. They are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Yeah, they yeah. are beautifully animated. 
I believe um, this was true if, uh, 10 years ago, and I'm hoping this statistic is still true, that even if you don't adjust for inflation, they're still the most expensive cartoons ever Oh yeah, ever made. Really? Yeah. 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 By, by a wildly lot. expensive. They had, like, yeah. big budget picture. Really? Right. Oh. So you, you talk about these, um, these B-movie serials that they use stock villains because it saved a couple bucks. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. they went the opposite approach with these Superman cartoons. Mm-hmm. They are... <laughs> yeah. They spared no expense to make these things look gorgeous and to be the best yeah. they could possibly be. And it's they came out in 1942. 41 and 42. 41 and 42, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still, like, it's 2018 and I still watch them with my kids and they think they're great and they want to watch another and another. Oh, and mm-hmm. another. they're yeah. electrifying. They're incredible. Yeah. yeah. Every frame is a is something you can hang on your wall. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're obviously, they're episodes you cannot watch anymore for obvious reasons uh, <laughs> yeah. World tours. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah those things are so heavily influential on so much that came after it most directly as we were mentioning earlier the bruce tim paul dini work yes with dc mm-hmm. animated stuff 90s, yeah. from like the mm-hmm. mid to late 90s and the batman the animated series superman just league just league unlimited on and on mm-hmm. yeah those yeah. those things Ironically enough, though, like you mentioned, the villains are great. But if memory serves, Andy, I don't think they really used any comic villains. They didn't. There's no Lex Mm-mm. Luthor. There's no. There's a mad scientist. Yeah, it's kind of Lex Luthor e. I mean, yeah. Lex Luthor barely existed at that point, anyways. Right. Yeah. He was a. He's, he minor. still he still had red hair then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, do you know why those cartoons cost so much? I don't. Uh, they're, what they're happened was is Fle- well, well, that. But the Fleischers, who the, you know, the Fleischers, uh, Paramount Cartoon Studio, they didn't want to do it. Superman, they didn't want to do it at all. They thought they knew it would be really hard work to make it halfway convincing, and they just like, no, we're, we're good with Popeye and Betty Boop. It's mm-hmm. fine. Please leave us alone. Uh, so Paramount gave them a quote and said, "We'll give you one hundred and fifty thousand dollars per cartoon to make this in nineteen forty-one. That's a lot of money." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. The Fleischer said, there's no way we can do that. Like, even $150,000 a cartoon. Like, we're animating real people. We're going to give them real physiques. This isn't just rubber hose like Popeye yeah. or Bimbo, you know? Mm-hmm. And so Paramount counter back and said, how about 250000 for a cartoon? <laughs> and at that point, the Fleischer just raised their hands up and said, fine, fine, we'll do it. <laughs> right. If you're going to twist our arms about it, fine. And uh, yeah, that's that's how that went down, and that's why those cartoons are so gorgeous, yeah. and for the most part, hold up today. They do, yes, <laughs> except no, they, one or two. They they definitely. I mean, yeah. obviously, well, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm talking yeah. more about content. Yeah, yeah content was. Yeah. you know what's a really great thing about those that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that's key to making them as enjoyable as they are is that at that time. Superman's power set was interpreted much differently. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I was mm-hmm. go like, that. he's not the God character he is today. He, It's like literally, you know, stronger than a locomotive. Really mm-hmm. yeah. That's about it, though. Yeah, right. You know, able yeah. to leap tall buildings. He's not f- really flying in these yeah. as much as he is jumping really high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what makes them, I think that's one of the things that contributes to them being as enjoyable as they are is because, mm-hmm. like, Superman is having problems dealing with the he sciences struggles. that he's dealing yeah. with. Yeah. 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 You see him struggle to break apart uh, cables or something like that. Or, yeah. Or mm-hmm. to fight back a laser beam. Mm-hmm. It's it's thrilling. Yeah. Those cartoons are great. Yeah. Some of the, yeah, I feel like the, the godlike Superman was more of a Silver Age thing that's been dialed back a bit in recent years. It's kind um, of the John Byrne, 
reboot of the series, post-crisis yeah. reboot. Mm. Yeah. Is Man, when those, that kind those of 50 again. Superman comics, though, those are bonkers. Like, they're yeah. just, they are all over the place. Oh man, Seth's Excuse gonna. Excuse me. Seth's gonna die. Oh man. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. You need Superman to help you out with that. <laughs> Superman, Silver Age Superman. I'm sure has some kind of a Lodgeon's ability. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I'm sure. I mean, he's got he's got a horse. He's got a monkey. He's got to have a Lodgeon. Right, <laughs> right. But anyway, we're not talking about that. But yeah. So yeah, yeah Fletcher cartoons. Those Fletcher cartoons. An are absolute great. wonderful touchstone of Superman. Yeah, but that would history. be that would be sort of the the greatest expense that was put at superhero movies for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because after that is just superhero movie serial after superhero movie serial. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's all they were in mm-hmm. uh, in the 40s. And in fact, a weird thing I was thinking about was that there was more superhero output on the, on the movie screen in the 40s than there would be again until the 2000s. Well, it was cheaper to make. No, wow, it was yeah. way cheaper. Yeah, I yeah. mean, superheroes were B-movie fodder. They were for children, oh, yeah. expressly mm. for children. Mm. Um, I mean, but everybody, they, they all got uh, movies. Uh, Spy Smasher got a movie serial. Yeah. Um, let's see, Captain America got one, even though he's not <laughs> really Captain America. No. He's, uh, he has they, a different they, name. He's an yeah, attorney. He doesn't have the shield. Yeah. They, they just borrowed, basically with the Captain America movie serial, they just borrowed the look of the character and the name, and that's it. There's yeah. nothing else to the, do. Yeah, uh, the Batman and Robin movie serial. Oh, with the wizard. Or the 1943 one where he fights against uh, the Japanese. <laughs> uh, don't watch that one. <laughs> don't do that. Unless you're really, really interested in history and not not racist yeah um but uh you know there's, there's that there's the phantom i don't know would you call him a superhero is the phantom yeah phantom? i would yeah. say so he's kind of he's kind of okay. like the pulp yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. kind of league you know, of genre he, of he has I mean, extra abilities i mean there are parallels between phantom and like black panther who's sure. undoubtedly a superhero sure. yeah. so yeah i mean we we think of the term superhero it's not necessarily like Someone who gains super abilities through right. one way or another, because if you limited to that, then like you know, you know, no mutants would be superheroes because they're hmm. born with their powers. Right. No Batman. Um, no Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it sort of fits into a. Comic it's, it's, book a subgen- it's a subgenre. It's a subgenre of superhero. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that I mean that that was it for the forties. It was just a lot of movie serials. Yeah. And we go into the fifties, and there's. It's 50s on TV and 60s a little bit. Are kinda... yeah. There's nothing, man. There's 50s, nothing. 60s, and most of the 70s. There's yeah. There's more t- t- there, There's yeah. more to talk about when it comes to the TV output. Oh, quick tidbit. In the 60s, uh, but... Quick tidbit about uh, Superman Fleischer cartoons. I want to get to real quick, real fast. <laughs> I'm going to surprise you with this. Oh goodness. There was originally going to be a John Carter cartoon series. Oh really? A lot like that Superman series <gasps> that was oh, not man. done because they saw the budgetary problems that the Superman cartoons were having, so they decided not to do it. Mm-hmm. But there is a 30 second teaser trailer that was animated in 1940. Really? I didn't know that. that. You can see done by Bob Clampett. Of Looney Tunes fame. Wow. Anyway, well, someday somebody yeah. would put a lot of money into a John Carter project, and it would <laughs> turn out very well on the financial end. Anyway, they yeah. just called it John Carter of Mars. Of Mars. It's Leave not a bad movie. I, it's a it's a it's a pretty it's good movie. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but just John Carter. Who wants to see a movie called John Carter? Yeah. John Carter Mars. Yeah. Have you heard the uh, conspiracy Mars. theory behind that? Behind no. why that was marketed <laughs> no. like well, that? Um, I, do you know what I'm talking about? No, but I was about to say, you know, who wants to see a movie? called John Carter. Maybe the same people want to see a movie called John Wick. I didn't want to see that movie. <laughs> I, that was I a lot less expensive to make. I, I haven't <laughs> seen that yet. I've heard fantastic things Oh, John about Wick them. is incredible. Yeah. A good, I want to see things, yes. um, So, yeah, the conspiracy theory that I've heard is that um, 
would it have been by Bob Iger at the time? Because that, yes. that was released by Disney. Yes. yes. And Bob Iger, you know, the theory is that he Purposely knew torpedoed it. that George Lucas was going to sell to Disney mm. Star Wars, and they didn't want to have, like, a Star Wars rival property. So they, like, intentionally miss you know yeah exactly uh, torpedoed it so that it intentionally bad. wouldn't do well that's a theory that is not verified at all but it's something it's not, i've heard it's said. not unbelievable you know? yeah i mean it's, it's absolutely within yeah, the realm I mean, of possibility yeah. it would have been a few years before this uh sale yeah not too long just not, a, not too much before but uh yeah so that's the sale was 2013 i think i don't I remember the sale anyway Moving Getting on. back to the 50s, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so there is one. There's Superman versus the Mole Men. Yes. Have you yeah. guys seen this? I have seen or this. Or Superman yeah. and the Mole Man. Mm-hmm. Men. It depends on what version. That is the first the George Reeves part. Superman thing, right? Kind of, yeah. It was, it, it was cobbled together from episodes of the TVs. Or, yeah. or rather, I think TV episodes were made of the movie. I don't know. Chicken and egg situation. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that is provable. Yeah, um, yeah I was going to say, we can find that out. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh but uh, I watched it actually in preparation for this. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Yeah, it's not. It's nothing. The movie serials are better. It has some <laughs> some some. And, and any one episode of the TV series is better than that movie. I it has think. some like light social commentary, you know, with the mole men yeah. and the, and the, the, the public ten, reaction the to them. The last ten minutes are interesting. Yeah, there, right. There, there's meat in the last ten minutes, but the rest of it is just by the numbers fifty sci-fi, and yeah. it's kind of dull. Mm. I don't really care mm. for it. But um, context of the time. You know, it's it's a step forward, I would say. Sure. Yeah. Sure. George Reeves is great. Yeah. yeah. And, George uh, Reeves. Was it uh, Kirk Allen? Yeah. Kirk uh, Allen was in the serials. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. Yeah. And George Reeves did the TV show, obviously, and the biggest like Superman excitement beyond the TV series was that he showed up in an episode of I Love Lucy. Yes. Yeah. Also <laughs> as Superman. Like that. Love that episode. It's a great yeah. episode. Yeah. But, yeah. What is it? Lucy goes out on the building or something. The ledge, the yeah. Yeah. You've been married to her for four years <laughs> yeah. and they call well, me Superman. Superman. Right. <laughs> but the fact that we're talking about uh, that episode as like something that happened in the 50s just shows you how little there is to draw from. Yeah. yeah. From yes. that decade. Yes. I mean, oh my gosh, there is so little. I can't even like... Was there any superheroes any predominantly super- lived in the realm of comics? I, and, and, and I know at the know, time toys too, and things like that. I know at the time too, people often consider, especially the early fifties, kind of the late forties, as sort of a, a decline of the superhero comic, mm. um, as it were. Like the superhero boom happened in the late thirties and early forties, and then there was sort of a lull, especially in the comics. The Marvel family got canceled, you know, and then a lot of comics uh, studios went under. DC canceled a lot of its stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, you also had um, Wortham's book, Seduction yes, of the Innocent, yes, which, yes. like, which torpedoed entire have. genres of yeah. comics. Which I argue still has ripple effects to this day. Um, yeah. Not as much anymore, especially since a lot of his research has been debunked and well, sure. proven fraudulent. But I, but I think it... I, like, I think, no, n- neither yeah. Marvel or DC still submit to the comics code oh yeah no company that does i I think it uh killed off comics for adults for decades yeah oh yeah and then america whereas in other countries that didn't happen at all especially not in france not in belgium not in Mm -hmm. places like that where the art where the comic book continued to flourish artistically yeah and and, uh mature Mm. whereas in the 80s they kind of had to play catch up and in american comics and because of that you have these roided up 
you know. Anyways, I'm not a huge fan of uh, superhero comics of the 80s. Anyways. Really? Um, really? Yeah. Some, some uh, revelatory... <laughs> he still uh, hasn't yeah. read Dark Knight. I've read half of it. Uh, I'm not a fan And he still of hasn't so read far. Watchmen. Okay, yeah. yeah. Ronin. Oh, that's not I, 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 Ronin's I've, okay. I've read half of Dark Knight Returns so far, and I'm not a fan of the half that I've read so far. We'll see how it ends mm. up coming when I've read the whole thing. We'll see what happens, how I feel. But... As, as it is right now, I'm like, I don't... It's maybe not up no. your alley as far as the take on a superhero goes. I like, I like Frank Miller. I love Frank Miller I've read, which is Dark Knight Returns and Sin City. Yeah. And um, not much else. I, I think I think my problem is Do not Frank read Miller. anything Dark Knight Strikes Again. I'm going to read it. Before. I'm just curious about Dark Knight Strikes Again. <laughs> and then I'll read Dark Knight 3. I'll read the third one, mm-hmm. The Master Race, after the that. The third one is I've, not... I've heard good things about that. Nearly as horrible as Strikes Again is because it's a lot because it wasn't just Frank Miller. Okay, I love Frank Miller. He's my all-time favorite mm. writer. Dark Knight Returns is my all-time favorite book. Oh, is it? No, okay. book, not just comic book, mm. book. Mm. But like, Dark Knight Strikes Again forward is just yeah. Like if you told Holy me terror, if you uh, told me back in the day I was gonna get a comic series written by Frank Miller drawn by Jim Lee yeah. I would have it would have been the shut up and take my money meme yeah and then I got it I was like please give me my money back <laughs> I had I got it off from the library I'm going to read Dark Knight Strikes again I'm just curious I'm re I'm rereading hey, Dark Knight it's Returns from the library though. nobody's getting that yeah that's free from the library right. Okay. Yeah. all right so uh, yeah Bad. but anyway but anyway so there's the 50s and I can't think of anything that was on screen for, of superhero wise in the 50s other than the Superman stuff yeah was there anything Super not really. Pop. I think we can just... <laughs> Have you seen that pilot? Uh, yes. Oh, it's bad. Bark oh. Bent. Uh, yeah, Bark Bent. Yes, yes. That, that is uh, I, I think we could probably just jump right to 76. Six, six, yeah. Or even 60s. Yeah, even well, 60s. It's, it's, it's all about TV. There was a d- right. decent amount of cartoons right. happening right. at the time, but, you know, that's, yeah, that's a it, lot it's, it's on its own to go TV. into. It, it really yeah. is just all TV. Yeah. There, there was a Wonder Woman pilot in the 60s. Have you seen that? There's a uh, Wonder Woman pilot who, where like oh, where is that Di- Kathleen um, Crosby? No, 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 no. That was the that was the TV movie from uh, 1974. 70s. Okay, yeah. Uh, there was a pi- a TV pilot, a short one. It wasn't a full episode, but it was one where it's going to be a Diane. What's Wonder Woman's alter ego name? Diane Prince. Prince. Prince thank yeah. you, Diana Prince. Um, where she wasn't an Amazonian princess. She lived at home with her mother mm-hmm. and in suburban america and then yeah. and then <laughs> that like, sounds like sort a... of like a power fantasy for a nerdy girl transformed and, huh. and then she would do things like fluff up her hair for the mirror like i'm so strong and pretty <laughs> and you look at that you're just like yeah. oh my god how far we've come <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't see like her running in into the middle scenario. of no man's land <laughs> yeah. world uh-huh. war one Oh gosh! Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's tingly real... now talking about that scene. Oh, it's God, a that real scene, that scene brought tears to my eyes. That's yeah. that's one of the Which best one? superhero moments, the, superhero scene of any movie I've Wonder ever Woman seen. Scene and... No Man's Land charging out oh, onto yes. the battlefield. Oh, for sure. That it's been years and heavens, years since yes. I've seen a superhero scene that good. Yeah, I thought I was sick of seeing superhero movies, and then that scene changed my mind. Yeah, and I was like, maybe I'm maybe I'm not done with this yet. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, that's kind of you know that. To the seventies, really nothing, and then you got the seventies, and they got. I feel like to they the got a little mobile. bit more confident. Mm-hmm. They did the Wonder Woman TV movie, then yeah. they did a Wonder Woman TV series. Yeah, and there That's was right. and, and there was Batman sixty six, which right. Like, oh, of course, it, yeah. in and of itself deserves an right. Episode but, but I feel like podcast. Batman sixty six is kind of on an island. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> it is. It's its, it's own it's, special weird little thing. With Green Hornet is on so that island. Glad it exists. Yes. Yeah. It's it's a great. 
it's a joy. Like I've I've found that a lot of Batman fans, when they discover Batman, go through a phase with Batman sixty six. Yeah, kind of oh, like you know teenagers go through. Like, absolutely. And you first discover it. If that's how you're introduced to Batman, it's great. Especially it's fantastic. As a kid. Yeah, it's colorful. It pops. The stories are engaging. The villains are great. Yeah. And then you kind of discover like real Batman. And yes. then you're like, oh, this is stupid. It's terrible. Mm. It's bright colors. Yeah. But eventually, as your tastes mature, you come mm. back around on 66. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And you're like, this is great. Not and, only that. And, and you see kind of the like the sly humor underneath. Yeah. And, the and not only that, and... it's an accurate representation of Batman comics at yeah. the time. Yeah. Absolutely. It's yeah. like off the page. Absolutely. I just the, the thing I take away from the, the, the movie based off the TV series, Batman 66, is the the part where they're like in the ocean and they're about to be torpedoed mm-hmm. and then a, jo- a dolphin jumps in the way and he's like, <laughs> noble dolphin saved our life Robin and just like that is brilliant that's the best yeah. that's the best writing yes. that's ever been written yeah it's uh yeah I that's just... a good that's a good way to that is really yeah. does happen with ever especially uh you know in the mid 2000s when Batman begins just you know cause this this zeitgeist shift and everyone caring about Batman and wanting dark Batman again there was that disdain about Bat- the 60s Batman. But it's like, you know, watching through all the Bond stuff, yeah. it's like your Daniel Craig's, your Roger Moore's, it all has its place, you know? It's all yeah. a different version of the same thing, and it's part of the history. Yeah. Which is I, strange, because I can go back and watch Batman 66 in the movie or whatnot. Yeah. Nowadays, I can't... Daniel Craig is spoiled every other Bond. Yeah. Um, it's so yeah. tough, because yeah. there's... Brosnan is pretty painful. You know? They're yeah. so I, campy. I'm with, you on that. I'm with you on that, it's, to be honest. I mean, there's... Like, why am I watching this when I could be watching Casino Royale? Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, well, that's the thing. That, that's why, like, after, like, in the post-Daniel Craig world we live in, <laughs> that's why I find the, uh, the, 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 the most over-the-top Bonds the most enjoyable. Because if I'm going to watch Sean Carter, I'm like, yeah, but you're still trying to be serious. At least the Roger Moore movies are really going for the gusto. Yeah. They are just, they it's are wild, a, you do a kill, wild. If you do a kill, Christopher Walken as a Bond villain is perfect. Yeah. Oh, I like boy. that. I saw that when I, I was a I, kid I, 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 I quite it. like that one, actually. It's um, the Bond. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's great. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there was some other, there was clearly, like, a hunger for superhero stuff, especially you'll see in foreign markets too. It's really fun if you ever want to go down a fun YouTube well <laughs> of uh, foreign knockoff superhero stuff. Yeah, specifically from Turkey in Spiderman. Uh, that's right. <laughs> uh, in uh, it's called Yeshilcham in Turkey, which is sort of like a, it's like their Hollywood, um, and it kind of experienced a big renaissance in the seventies. And they made these knockoff superhero movies. One of the one of the most notable ones, I think, is one called Troishtavadam, which means three giant men. And it is Captain <laughs> and America and El Santo versus a evil Spider Man. So Captain with this... giant eyelashes. El Santo means the saint. Oh, the, the wrestler. The re- oh, sorry. If you don't, oh, if you don't oh, know, okay. El Santo. He is a he was a Mexican wrestler who Him made a lot Captain of movies, movies in the 50s versus an evil Spider Man with giant eyelashes. Okay. With giant Thank eyelashes, you. yep. All right, thanks. The sequel, uh, that for as the, you do. the sequel was yeah, very right. successful. <laughs> Three giant men and a little lady. <laughs> <laughs> they brought oh Wonder Woman in. It was fantastic. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> But uh, those are really fun to look. And I mean, I think that just goes to show that there was an appetite for more of this stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's what brings us to. Let me see how much time we got. Well, at this at this point, it had been a few, you know some people have been had been reading com- superheroes comic books for decades now and oh, had sure. grown up yeah. with the stuff. You right. start to have the first generations of those mm-hmm. people. I think sure. that would bring us up to then 1978. But before we do that, let's go on a really fast break, and we'll be back in a little bit. Yay. Okay. All right. <laughs> you see, sure. We're going on a break. Let's do just that. We'll do it live. Wherever the target is danger, into the fray leaps the mighty man of steel, racing with supersonic speed to exploding excitement, holding fearlessly into violence and villainy. No human onslaught can stay there. Super Invincible. Zooming out of the skies and crashing through into the very teeth of hair-raising peril. A towering hero booming with super action. Sworn enemy of all evil smashing through. His only shield, his super body. At every turn slamming into breathtaking hazards. The superhero of them all. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a speeding locomotive. Leaping buildings in a single bound. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fighting for truth and justice. See the adventures of Superman. Hey guys, it's Bruno 1.0. If you'd like to listen to someone who's actually talented at what they do, Subscribe to the Geekiverse podcast and listen to Geeks Talk Wrestling. We cover Raw, we cover SmackDown, and we cover every pay-per-view. We keep it short, we keep it simple, and it's just for you, the geeks who know who the true money is. Emergency. Batman speaking. Warning all of you to brace yourselves for big news. Very soon, Batman and I will be battle-poking right out of your TV sets and onto your theater screens. Our first full-length motion picture feature in color opens a whole new world of thrills. The big screen gives us more space on land, sea, and in the air to challenge the most bataclysmic collection of super criminals that ever plotted to take over the world. Number one, the Riddler. (laughs) Number two, the Joker. (laughs) Number three, the Penguin. (laughs) Number four, the Catwoman. Holy memoranda, folks. Make a note not to miss it. Good thinking, Robin. What's up, Geekiverse? Just want to remind you of all the social media that we have that you can use to interact with us. We've got Facebook. We've got Twitter. We've got Instagram. We've got Snapchat. Just search for the Geekiverse, the underscore Geekiverse. It's one of those two. It's pretty easy to find. And like us, subscribe to us, follow us, whatever you have to do to make sure you're getting constant updates from us. Be sure to share it with your friends, and we would greatly appreciate it because, you know, we're all about a family here. But let's get to the show. Everybody, we're back. I burped this in, but you won't hear that. Um, we are uh, back with our superhero talk, superhero history retrospective. Pre two thousand eight. Pre two thousand eight. Sort of give you context it of the, grew, uh, the riches we uh, we Scrooge McDuck dive into now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So yeah. insanitary. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't want to um, swim in coins. Yeah. <laughs> if that, uh, well, if you think about real world coins, yeah, that's pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree with you on that. Um, 
But uh, so we ended we ended the last segment talking about the mid seventies, mm-hmm. nineteen seventy eight. Ah. ah yes, ah yes. Andy and uh, Carl over here just being like, oh finally, yes, finally we get to talk about. I'm still this. a little bit upset we didn't talk about the Doc Guys, Savage movie, but whatever. Guys, nineteen seventy eight is what was that? <laughs> I'm still I'm just a little upset we didn't talk about the Doc Savage movie, but whatever. Okay, so I, Doc I guess Savage. I no, move on. I'm just kidding. There's oh, a God. movie in the seventies. <laughs> Uh, by George Powell. No. 1978. Um, 1978 is the year that Disney started making The Black Hole. And this is important Yay. because... I you know, love The Black Hole. I haven't seen this since I was I love that movie. Did you know they made Funko Pops with the robots? They did? Yes! You know, I generally don't, Old li- Bob, don't care Maximilian. For, for Funko Pop design, but I love it when they do robots because it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would get that. I need to get that. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't anything else that happened in 1978, though? No, if not, we no. can move on. Okay, no, okay. cool. So, anyway, so, uh, so, so Supergirl was what, 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 what movie won Best Picture in 1978? Rocky? No, 77. that was 77. Oh, yeah. No, Annie Hall was 77. No, Annie Hall. no, 76 was Rocky. 76 was, Rocky. 76 was Rocky. 77 was Annie Hall. 78, I don't know. I looked it up before we started. 77 was Rocky. 78 was Annie Hall. Oh, for the previous oh. years. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, right. so the 1978 Oscars the award honored was given the movies on... for 1977. It was Annie Hall. That's correct. I okay. see. Incorrectly um, Annie Hall. But okay, no, uh, correctly Annie Hall. No. Anyway, <laughs> we could fight over that. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, so no, really, for real this time, 1978, Superman. Yes. Yeah. Chris, uh, Richard Donner's. Oh. Mario Pizzo pens the script. That's right. Brings in Marlon friggin' Brando. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mario Puzo brings in Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. Yes. A little bit of Superman. <laughs> Oh, I loved it. So, a yes. lot of bit of Superman. A lot of bit of Superman. A serious production that was. I and boy, wish I had gotten around to rewatching that one because it's been I just did. too long. I, I I saw some scenes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the helicopter scene. Yeah. You know, the, but, the helicopter mm-hmm. crash scene. Okay. Fully For, encompasses why I read comic books. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. I love superheroes mm-hmm. is fully encompassed in that scene. The music. Mm-hmm. How the music works with the scenery mm-hmm. is it's a perfect scene. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, classic Superman... scenery. Who's got me? Who You've got me. Who's got you? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the... still the reason that every time I get on an airplane, I, I tell somebody <laughs> that if statistically speaking, it's the safest way. To yeah. I don't care if I'm flying alone and I'm talking to a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. Like that phrase is going to come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who I... are you? A friend. Yeah. A friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's I love, when the magic love of that what, movie um, really comes together. I love what uh, you and Emily were saying because you had yeah. rewatched it very. I watched recently. it re- with Emily. With mm-hmm. I, she may have seen it before, but she didn't really remember it. So yeah, it was but but you rewatched it recently, and mm-hmm. and she noted on how like every time Superman leaves or whatever, he just says bye bye in a very, friend, in a very <laughs> yeah. friendly voice. Bye. Like <laughs> that is so great. What a great little tidbit yeah. of character to put in there with him to showcase just his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, gee whiz, <laughs> aw shucks, kind yeah. of. Uh, Small town Americanisms yeah. and just I've, and that mm-hmm. I've I've said it on on my show. I've said it. I know I've said it to you at least once. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. saying I break out numerous times whenever this film comes up. Robert Downey Jr. plays Iron Man. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Chris Evans plays Captain America. Mm-hmm. Christopher Reeve was Superman. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. he. Yeah. He made played you believe in him. That character mm-hmm. to perfection. 
Mm-hmm. So much so that like when you get to the bad ones, three and four, mm-hmm. you're like, Superman, what are you doing in this terrible movie? Because <laughs> right. he's still... Fly away. Fly away. Yeah. He's still fantastic in those films. He, he still believes it. Yeah. yeah. He still he's, believes it. Yes. And he Heck, like... He wrote four. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as bad as a movie as four is... When he's given that speech at the the UN, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I still get a little misty eyed. It's I, like Superman. I've, seen, I've never seen the full film, but I've seen that scene, and it works. Yeah, it, God help me, it works. Um, no, that, that movie is great. I love. It, if you ever look up anything about the making of that movie, mm-hmm. uh, Richard Donner is very quick to, to point out that he had a little banner put up in the uh, offices where they were getting everything together, whatever, and mm-hmm. it just said verisimilitude. Oh, and I think yep. that really nails home what that movie is about. And Which is something that, it. yeah, that's Sorry, with ahead. some of the yeah. no, some of the smaller uh, productions. It's before uh, you know directors and uh, companies really knew how to do superheroes. They would do th- they would just you know throw people in these costumes and just put them put them in a situation. And, say, and it's you couldn't believe it, and it was it was just right. part of that. And right. we we we've gotten to the point where the ver- verisimilitude is. Uh, you know, we we have we have we these worlds invented, it. especially in the Mar- the Marvel world, where we could yeah. put anything yeah. in there and we would buy it because of the world that's been established. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, with um, the way it's built up in Superman the movie, and the way the way the movie has these distinct phases, the way you have the Krypton stuff that's like this utopian, futuristic, Shakespearean yep. kind of society, mm-hmm. and then you have like the Norman Rockwell uh, earnestness, uh, painterly nature yeah. of the Smallville stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you have like like the, the pop art, you know, fast paced yes. world yes. of you know of Metropolis. Mm-hmm. It's 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 wonderful, and uh, it, there's a, so much in the movie that still holds up so well. There's things here and there that I don't personally care for as much, but it's uh, such a wonderful uh, such a wonderful accomplishment and absolutely groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. They, you know, it was really mm-hmm. like the the first kind of template for what a modern superhero movie would end up being for years mm-hmm. to come. It, it made a huge impact when it came out in 1978. The tagline was, you will believe a man can fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that was central to that film being popular and breaking breaking through the realm of superheroes just being kid stuff. Yeah. And yep. being able to mean something to everybody. Everybody can take something away from the movie Superman. Mm-hmm. It's not just for kids. It's for everybody. Yeah. And and right. I think that is comes in when you have the actor believe believe in it the director believes in it verisimilitude yeah and that comes through and all of a sudden superhero movies are a a viable thing that you can actually market put money into and expect people to come see right yeah yeah i have the the poster for superman the first superman movie from 78 it's fantastic Uh, it's great framed in my uh in my home and i it it seems cheesy to have a you know movie a superhero movie poster framed in your house but it's it's gorgeous (laughs) you're talking to a room full of guys who all have superhero (laughs) posters in in their house yeah Yeah. in this room in their living room there's a couple in this room (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, Um, the only two i have now are captain america ones right but uh they just Uh, look cool yeah no they look cool Yes, they do. And Big Trouble in Little China, let's not forget. It's not a superhero movie, but uh, it might as well better not be forgotten. Yes. Um, Go ahead. But no, that movie is just uh, incredible. It is, you're right, it it, it sets a template, it sets a tone for what they can and should be. It Mm. surprises me that there weren't other superheroes getting their own films shortly after this. Well, there kind of was. But not not to the there degree was not to the degree not, that like a spider not so much. Like like after Batman yeah. and Robin kind of cratered out, like Spider Man hit the scene in like two thousand and two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, X Men. X Men. Oh, yeah, X Men. Yeah, before yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. 
But I mean, I feel like that was like the beginning of like a boom where I don't really feel like there was a boom that followed Superman one. Not really. Yeah, like theatrically, kind of. There was the Superman films, and then there was pretty much nothing till Batman. It it was a very half-hearted cash-in attempts. Sure. Uh, Yeah. uh, I think because they probably saw how much it cost to actually make it work like Superman did and say, Mm -hmm. no way. Although there are a a large amount of failed superhero projects over the years that somebody tried to make. Those are so fascinating. Yes, I could read about that forever. All of the alternate Supermans who never were. All the alternate Supermans? The the canon Spider-Man movie? That could be a episode of this podcast. uh, Yes, that that is a whole thing on its own. Laser Time actually did do a podcast about that, all about the troubled history of getting Spider-Man in cinemas. Um, And now it's almost too easy. Yeah, right. It's fantastic that we're living in this new golden age of geek that started in 2008. Mm-hmm. It's it's great that, you know, we've got three Marvel movies a year now. Some yeah. would say too many. Some would say... I would know, say too much. much. But, you know, too I, much. Are, too but there, there's, yeah. there's a cornucopia of great stuff out there now. Sure. Well, something for everybody. All that being said, mm-hmm. if you were to make me, like, list my top five superhero films of all time mm-hmm. superman's still number one i think it, it's set yeah it set the tone mm-hmm. and it set out like how you do it and do it right now grant now mm-hmm. don't get me wrong it's by no means a perfect film mm-hmm. it's, it's got have, some problems with the villain in the way and yeah so I, I still don't hackman totally. hackman's there's it's an, it's an entertaining will, yeah. uh, uh, portrayal, but it's not terribly intimidating, and it's not. There are other versions of Lex Luthor on screen that I prefer. I, Christopher, uh, to Plummer? His. Christopher Plummer is a great, great reinvention of that. <laughs> yes, I agree exactly. Uh, anyway, I've, that's a whole other. I've story. never been a huge Marlon Brando fan. No, not no. necessarily just in this movie, just as a whole. I yeah, can't. It's fair. it's fair. I can't stand people who are incredibly talented. And just have very little regard for a, a very talent. obvious, uh, yeah, a, a, a very obvious. Disdain. Brando tried to convince Richard Donner to film a bagel. <laughs> we all could legitimately we all, try to be bagels up there. You don't know what to film. Have him film a bagel because his logic was, well, we don't know what aliens look like. <laughs> I'm just like. I'm like you're here for a paycheck, and you can't even be bothered to say that the planet's name right. His his portrayal does not come across as phoned in to me. I, I, he I can't think even he sells- say the planet's name right. Krypton. That's how they say it on Krypton. Krypton. That's Krypton. the correct Krypton. pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I don't I have any issue with that. Again, in that movie. he's he's not now, bad. Stop fussing in a feud, okay? He, he's not. He's That's not all bad. Me and Carl oh, don't worry. The fussing <laughs> feud will come once we get to two thousand. Yes, it will. Yeah. yeah. It's not that he's bad. It's just, personally, I've just never been a f- huge Brando fan, yeah. like outside of the Godfather. Interesting. Um, New York City is hard to believe as Metropolis because New York City is so clearly New York City. Statue like you see something, and, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. that's yeah. that's New York City. But right. at the time, when news. you're making it, it you the know, very, the verisimilitude. Yeah, that's yeah. a really um, yeah. But it's just like. And you know how much of a huge Star Wars fan I am. Oh, Star certainly. Wars is my all-time favorite film. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> As Andy shrugs, I'm sorry. Kind of faces the corner. You can't hear my shrugging, but I'm shrugging right now. Go, go, yeah. proceed. I'm sorry. It's, it's more of a. Eh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Coming from the Star Trek fan, <laughs> yeah, I get. Right. It, I get. It. You want to compare box office their point of yours? Okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, oh, it's like that. It's like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I will. Have, uh, not, not to sidebar too much. Star Wars is the better movie franchise. Star Trek is much better on television. Granted, yeah. If you oh, stay, God, the, yes. if you stay yeah, in the yeah. movies and yeah. Star Trek stays to television, I'm yep. gonna be a happy man. Oh yeah, yeah go on. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll put. I'll look at this man that. over here. He's the biggest man of us all, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, because he's way taller than me. I what? love. Huh? What are you saying? I love go John ahead, Williams's Star Wars music. Mm-hmm. John Williams's Superman music oh, my is mm. the is the best work he's ever done. Yeah, I, agree. I said this to you the other day at work yeah. because getting ready, I'm like, you know what? I don't have time to watch the movie again, but I'm going to throw on some some choice selections from yeah. mm-hmm. the the soundtrack. The theme. I'm 40 years old. Mm-hmm. The theme to Superman will still move me to tears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting at my desk at work. I'm like trying to like quickly wipe yeah. the tears yeah. away. Yeah. So someone doesn't come across and ask me like what I'm you know what I'm yeah. tearing up about. It's there's hope. In the fantastic. <laughs> yes. I, I have it on vinyl, and it's yeah. one of my prized possessions. Yeah, yeah. I, it's so oh, good. My, my parents bought it back in the day. That's how I have it. This is, I have my parents' old copy. Um, it's, t- it's tough to compare that in Star Wars, because there's such a larger a portfolio of John Williams' Star Wars uh, songs, because there's been so many more movies, and yeah. he's been so many great themes. So good. But, uh, yeah, there's no, no denying that back to front, the, the Superman score is the love theme. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I could just... Well, we, we've got a lot to talk about. But, yeah. yeah, but anyway, but, uh, Superman the movie. Yeah, Superman the movie good. is Check great, it and it really launched off stuff. Uh, yeah. Immediately after its wake, there were a lot of... Uh, Superman 2. Yeah, let's let's have the yeah. attempts. So, Richard, they, yeah, they were, right. Superman 2 is t- a complicated... There's yes. sort of TV movies like Captain America and Spider Man. Oh, oh, oh! Sort of, sort of Captain the... Two Captain America TV movies starring Red Brown. Death and, too soon was one and of them. Uh, uh, Christopher Lee as Miguel. Yeah, classic. <laughs> that's Captain right. America that's villain right. Miguel. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Everybody remembers. And, I remember uh, him. Red Brown. Uh, you may know him if you ever seen the Mystery Science Theater episode oh, yes. of Space, Space, Mu- Mutiny. Space Mutiny. Yeah, um, yes. uh, uh, Gristle McThornbody, Big McLarge, huge. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the uh, meathead. If there ever was, well, yeah, he's like the, the he was the Gronk. He was the Gronkowski of, of the seventies, truly. Right. And he uh, was the Gronkowski of the Gronkowskis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And you were going to say something. Are we going to have a discussion about how we feel about uh, Superman two versus the Superman two Donner cut? That's oh, touch on because that. Because if you're, if you're going please, back, uh, I, I don't know as much about this as you do, but please uh, yeah. give, give us a bullet, give us some bullet points here. Sure. Um, they were filming Superman two because Superman one and two that the stories do have a lot to do with each yeah. other. They, they it, were filming them both together. They filmed the them both together. That so, I know. so they finished putting together Superman one. Mm-hmm. Um, the studio wasn't happy with Richard Donner. They thought that he he was taking too long. They the thought that, that it was too expensive. You uh, spent yeah. too much money. No, that's not the right answer. Anyway, <laughs> move on. <laughs> What's that other stereotype? Uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah. So any, anyway, the the uh, the powers that be decided we're going to bring in Richard Lester and get rid of Richard Donner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they had two thirds of that movie in the can, ready to go. Yeah. And so yeah. Richard Lester just came in, changed a couple scenes, did a couple reshoots, slapped the title on it, and sent it to theaters. He was a good director in his own right, Richard. Lester. Yeah, he was fine. He did. Yeah. Uh, did he Heart, not? Heart did night. he not do? Yeah, of course. Heart yeah, night, sure. uh, the knack and how to get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's fine. But and I believe it was two thousand and four, two thousand five. They released the Richard Donner cut. Yep, finally, of Superman two. Finally, after which, how many years? Yeah, and uh, I still have from a burned DVD from you. Yeah, <laughs> the, from me when I was in college. Yes, it's a long time ago. <laughs> Don't copy that floppy. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and there are some significant but important differences between those films that if I'm going back now to rewatch, if you said, okay, watch the four Superman movies, uh, go, 
I would definitely watch the Donner cut. And not over, just, over, it's kind over of the, the Richard Lester cut. And it's not even the novelty that it's newer. It's not yeah. about the fact that it's newer to me. It's just the fact that I feel like it's a better a better film, a little more cohesive. I feel like it, it fits the tone of Superman a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. And the, um, and the Donner kind of, cut, the ending of the first film, the theatrical yes. release, mm-hmm. is actually the ending of the second film when he flies mm-hmm. around and turns back time. Right. Because, hmm. you know, that can Wow, happen. really? I didn't yeah. know that. Too oh, yeah. It's kind of an incomplete cut but still yeah even, it's even not so, like you would 100% say it's polished or it's, for you it's a stronger cut yeah i, I think so mm-hmm. i just it's cool because there's a scene at the beginning of or is it at the end of it's the very beginning of two where lois gets on an elevator and there's a bomb in it and superman yeah. gets her off yeah. and throws so an elevator car into space which explodes which releases um zod and everybody from the phantom yeah. zone and it's uh um i feel like it's a little bit better idea for how the phantom zone uh criminals get yeah. here mm-hmm. and, and how that all and how that stamp all is zod <laughs> yeah well kneel before zod that's <laughs> it was you know what him is Zod. It, the best parts of that performance are not even the parts where he's being the most theatrical grandiose. yeah it's the parts where he's being very subdued and just giving you a look yeah yeah yes yeah, so and when someone says oh god and he what? goes zod yeah <laughs> you're like i was like oh, i never god. i never completely why, why do you say this to me yeah. When you know, we'll just kill you for it. It's yeah. <laughs> so great. There, oh. there was something that that film didn't take as quite uh, intimidating a turn as I th- thought it would. Like when Zod does get the president to kneel before him, mm-hmm. and then Zod he doesn't do anything particularly sinister or oppressive. He just kind of like runs the country for a little. He's like sitting yeah. at the desk, like flipping <laughs> through files. I'm like, oh, is it such a bad thing that he took over? He just <laughs> yeah, run. Like, <laughs> I didn't know. Like it didn't be totally sell me on Zod. Yeah, but He's I mean, more like than someone else I know. So many meetings. <laughs> I will take. I don't know. Who I will take know. Zod over current selection <laughs> yes. any day. Yes. He probably reads more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he probably that reads. Adult. Period. Anyways, moving on. Um, but so, uh, but, but yeah, but, Superman but, Two is is great. Not as good as the first, but it's still great. Years. I need to rewatch it. I mean, if you have the time, I, and most of us don't, but if you had the time to watch uh, mm. the original Superman 2 versus the Donner Cut Superman 2 back-to-back, it would give you a neat comparison. That's what um, they're doing with the Blade Runner movie right now. Yeah. Uh, different cuts. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Oh, the, yeah. the, the various cuts of Blade Runner? Because I, I, I have the uh, the original theatrical cut on Laserdisc, so, so I watched that one first. Starting with like the, the kind of messed up studio yeah. cut. How many cuts getting... of there, are there of Too many. I think on the Blu-ray yeah. I have, it's there, including the there. work print version, I think five. Good. Yeah. 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 More. I think there's a TV <laughs> cut in there, too. Anyway, oh, yeah. sorry. That's there's neither here nor there. So after Superman 2. Superman 2, then... Let's not talk Richard about Pryor not Let's yes. talk about three. But no, no, well, well, <laughs> Super not, Let's not talk about too much. Can we, we talk about Super Long here? But but let's not. But but just the eighties, man. Helen Slater. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Um, you know, lots and, and lots yeah. of cocaine. Yeah, everybody was on coke. Mountains okay. of cocaine. Okay, yes. you're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. You, you're always right. Spaceballs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> may, may I share a personal story? What's that? May I share a personal story? Oh, please. Involve cocaine? I wish you would. Yes. My, my, my parents were told mm. uh, in the 80s that they could not have children. Okay. And uh, they and then I and came along. It's not the immaculate conception. And then they said, they said, enjoy it. It'll never happen again. And then my brother came along, and my mm. parents said, I don't know why they said that. And, and I, I respond every time with, it was the '80s. Everyone was on coke <laughs> for, <laughs> for a decade. The doctors yeah. coked out of their minds. Yeah. <laughs> 
That is that's uh, that wasn't talcum powder. (laughs) That was a hundred percent pure Colombian bam bam. So so there was what Uh, until no Batman eighty nine is another story and we'll get to that. Well, we'll get to that. But but there's what. There is Superman 3 in 83. Yeah. There's Superman Supergirl 3, in 84. Supergirl, yes. then Superman, Superman 4 for in 87. Is there anything yeah. else that comes out then? Theatrically, not really. Not. Now, now, what about Carl, Punisher? I know. It was never well, released theatrically. It was really? 1990, yeah. I think. Really? Uh, but Carl, uh, you got a few years on us. Please tell us what this was like as a superhero fan in the mid to late-ish 80s. You... In, this, in this dearth. <laughs> you didn't mind so much because... You didn't. It's not like where we are today, going from the production of today then to a zero stop. Yeah, like you had because wasn't even you know, like nineties level. Yeah, you know no, I mean? you you had what, uh, like, what, Superman. You had uh, you know Batman sixty six movie, and those were those were good enough. Where the yeah. predominant place we went to get our superhero stuff was comic books and Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, and toys. And there were a lot of Saturday morning cartoons, luckily. Yeah. I mean, as far as that goes. I mean, was, and there was like quality, the TV but... stuff, the Lou Ferrigno Hulk, the live action Spider-Man, sure. the, mm-hmm. the Wonder oh, yeah, Woman, late things 70s, like that. Those, which, yeah. which were good efforts for TV. Yeah, Spider-Man for what they had the to the work Nicholas with. Hammond, yeah. I think of Nicholas Hammond as the physical manifestation of the 90s cartoon Spider-Man. Yeah. That yeah. Mop and he head, looked, mop what, he looked you know, like mid, Spider-Man like did in the comics. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a top priority, but if you ever get a chance to look at to look at those 70s Spider-Man TV movies, Movies, that stuff. It's not that bad. They're no, not, I mean, I mean there's they're some not pretty great. Di- they're not there's horrible. There's some cool, like right. wall yeah. crawling, little minor stunts that it, they it's, do. It's if you're curious, please check them out. Yeah. They're, they're interesting. But they're interesting. Ba- basically, I mean, the Superman franchise kind of died out between three Supergirl and four. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's and then it was mm-hmm. nothing until 1989, summer of 1989. Yeah, so you have summer of 1989. Before before we get to that, we, oh, we should we should say <laughs> that the 80s gave us the first live action Marvel film all time. It's not a superhero, but it is Howard the Duck. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is oh, the first God. Marvel movie. Uh, you know, there's there there's only wrong. one <laughs> there's only one good thing to come out of Howard the Duck, and that's Pixar animation. Yes, yes, you're right. Yep. it wasn't Jeffrey Jones. Lord for those of you who don't know, <laughs> where's my cow? <laughs> for those of you who don't know, uh, Thompson was in that movie. Lucas, yes, she, yes, she, she certainly was. Lucasfilm produced yes. Howard the Duck. <laughs> Lucas financed a lot of Howard the Duck. Right. And then when it bombed, the Lucasfilm was in danger of foreclosure. Mm. So Lucas sold the then computer animation division, fledgling computer animation division of Lucasfilm oh, to yes. Steve Jobs, who bought it for him as kind of like, here, I'll help you out. And then that mm-hmm. division, Steve Jobs would eventually turn into what we wow. know now as Pixar Animation. You hear that? How do you like that? Bless you, Howard the Duck. <laughs> Bless, Bless you. you. <laughs> That's, yeah. And now you know. But yeah, and no, no there was the yeah, there, there, every time you look there, at every time you look at a lonely DVD of Howard the Duck, think about that and think about you know there, there should were, be a, your duty. <laughs> there should be a plaque in this room that says the first utterance of the phrase "Bless you, Howard the Duck" <laughs> in human history was said here on this day. Yeah, <laughs> that's what should be in the memory machine room. Marvel was trying to get in the game in the eighties, but they right, didn't. They, kept they didn't pull the trigger, pun intended, because. Yeah. 
they did a Punisher film with Dolph Lundgren. Yes, mm-hmm. which I, I, I maintain let's talk about that before we get into Batman because I feel yeah, like that's sort of like which a residual. Of I maintain is still the best Punisher film. Okay, as, um, as a film, speaking just as plainly a movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of the three that are, have been made, Punisher, Dolph Lundgren, Punisher, Andy is laughter. <laughs> Punisher, Warzone. Oh, what about Warzone? Yeah, it's I think longer in a st- because Warzone is it's fun, but it's all there's a lot of camp in there. That there's was a lot of intentional unintentional camp. camp. Yeah. No, they're wrong with intentional um, camp. Yeah. Yes, me. Yeah, intentional well, like camp is fine. I don't think they meant to do that. Oh, really? For no? Yeah, okay. no, no, no. And then there was uh, Captain America. Oh, the Captain America! Matt film. Salinger yeah. is Captain America. Yes, I, I watched this movie when I was a kid. My dad rented this for me when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. and then and it had, was PG thirteen. I was like, oh, I don't know if I should show this. It had Captain America versus the Red Ish Skull. <laughs> he was Red, Red for the Skull. skull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I uh, I remember. Yeah, oh I wa- yes, watching please. that when I was a kid and actually being yeah. pretty satisfied with the first few scenes because to a kid. Watching it now, it's even that first stuff is terrible yes. in Germany when the Red Skull is the Red Skull. But, yes. you know, when I was a kid, I actually thought that was okay. And then after that, it was like, oh, it's, what is it's going low on? Budget. He yeah. keeps, really shows. And he keeps. Steve Rogers keeps pretending to throw up so he can steal people's cars. <clears throat> yes. And Red Skull isn't is red or a skull anymore. And it's like, it's he's not a, an Italian, Italian fascist. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's very interesting but, but to that, watch in but, this But day. that is like the only real anything to come out well that and the punisher movies is really the only things that came out of marvel's like sweaty attempts to put something on film is it too early to talk about roger corman's fantastic four it is too early we'll get to that that. i I do want to add that bullet point when we get there okay uh but so you know there is like we said there wasn't much the 80s didn't produce a whole lot things floundered things died off the the christopher reeve superman movies were gone by the 87 Mm -hmm. if people even noticed Hmm. Then we have 89. Well, before we get to 89, I think, Andy, you had something on The Punisher. Should we wait? Maybe oh, should we wait till uh, the 2000s? You, you talked about like, your favorite Punisher movie. And I was thinking, like, what's yeah. wrong with the 2004 Tom Jane one? And I was like, oh, right, Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> I just for, kept thinking, like. For me, uh, Travolta as a villain is always a good time. Yeah, no, but, <laughs> yeah, like, I enjoy like what's, what's wrong with He's what's no wrong Russian, with that movie? But... Like, she took the train. Oh, right, that's what's wrong with that movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Miami, said Miami, you know, Thanksgiving Day scene. Why do we need this? It's It tries to. It tries to humanize Frank and make him a likable character. Which he should yeah. never be. He's, and he's not as he's not. You should, we should yeah, not sympathetic yeah. for him. Right. Yeah. He isn't as uh, vicious as he needs to be. You should have he pretends, just. He pretends to be torching the guy's flesh. Yeah. He should actually you should have just him. enough sympathy for Frank to not hate him as the villain. Right, and they they put the not roommates, but they put the people who also lived in his building there as kind of like some comic relief. Like they had yeah. that, mm. that and that one comedian like, who was there, and then Rebecca remains Stamos. Oh, ben yeah. Foster as uh, uh, Spacker Dave, yeah. yeah. I Dave? think I think in the <clears throat> excuse me in the longer movie, you see more like hurt character characters like just doing what he can, accepting what he is to cope with what happened to him, mm-hmm. um, and the humanization of him. They attempt it through like the Louis Gossett Jr. character, and like you see how futile that is right and like it's not it's not a 
super great movie, but I think it kind of really nails the ethos of the character. I need to go back and see mm. it again, I think. It's, it's definitely worth it. another mm-hmm. watch. It's just missing the skull. Well, while Dolph Lundgren was saying, I must break you to the criminal underworld, <laughs> Tim Burton was saying, I must break you to the minds so of American audiences. So then comes another big old wave. I, I think, let's... <clears throat> Boy, we're I, I don't think you we know what can... that's okay we're gonna we're gonna do it we're gonna power through yeah I'll, I'll break it up if i have to it's fine it's fine it's fine everything's fine, fine. fix it in post it's fine. it's fine can we do it live yeah. we, let's do it live all right let's do, do it, it live <laughs> um anyway so uh batman holy smokes folks what will happen next they finally got to 1989 and talking about batman but this could go on forever tune in in two weeks at the Geekiverse website to find out what will happen next. Will they get to continue? Will they stay mired in the 90s forever? Will they get cut up on a Man vs. Steel argument? Who knows? Coming in two weeks. My name is Nathaniel Lockhart. You can find me on Twitter at Nate underscore Lockhart. You can find Seth Zielinski at Cap Americanski on Twitter. You can find Andrew Parks, Andy as we call him, at Like a Sailboat on Twitter. And you can find Carl Duty at The Real Big Duty. You can also find Carl's podcast, The Devil's Do. Look for that on Google. Look for it on Facebook, on Twitter. It's all over the place. You can even email them at thedevilsdopod at gmail.com. We'll see you back in two weeks. Same memory machine time, same memory machine channel. 